This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan, blazing the path, cutting away all of the errors, the briars and the brambles and the kudzu that clutters up the natural heart to where the Satan has blinded our folks, the God of this world, old Satan. He knows what your besetting sin is. He always drags that thing up before you. He knows uh, the human heart that we are that we are uh, natural sinners by nature. We love sin. And uh, we love this present evil world. And Satan makes it look appetizing to you. I know I mentioned to you a while back. I drove over on the coast of service one night in Mobile. And I went down the road. And I counted 17 billboards advertising the casinos over there. With the skin, girls with skimpy clothes on. Big jackpots and all of those things. And the worldly entertainers there. Just to get those folks. And then I read in the paper. Uh, oftentimes, what those places take in, the millions and millions and millions of dollars, that's your money, folks. You go there and leave four, five hundred dollars on a Saturday night. Oh, my friend, they just laugh when you leave. And listen, Satan laughs too. Okay, Satan will rob, cause you to rob God. Are you taking your money over there to the casinos? Are you? Are you robbing God? Scripture says, "Will a man rob God?" Yea. You have robbed me in tithes and in offering. Now, that's not our message today. But let me just tell you, folks, the greatest joy in the world is to bring God's money into the storehouse to help get out the gospel. You say, oh, Trailblazer, you just asking. No, 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 no. I don't ask you for money for myself. I ask you once in a while if you want to help me uh, get out the gospel. If, if the Lord leads you to, the Lord takes care of those things. We've given you a study now, a brief study on the acts of healing of our Lord during his earthly ministry. In our last study, we did that. The contrast between the divine healing of Christ and the false healing of today. And it's so vastly different that a child could see the difference. Now, let's look at divine healing as set forth in God's word after the day of Pentecost. We touched on that last time, and uh, it's set forth there in the Acts of the Apostles. Now, brother, lay down everything. Because we're going to give you some startling facts. The old pastor, L.R. Shelton, used to say, we're going to jump a creek. We're going to jump a creek. Pastor Shelton was known all over this country as a gospel preacher. And I had a lady call me the other day from up in Jackson, Mississippi. And I, when I picked up the phone, I knew she was an elderly lady. And uh, they do that occasionally. I give out my home phone number. And she says, are you that old R.L. Shelton? And I knew who she was talking about. And I said, well, I'm, I'm the pastor Pendarvis. Pastor Shelton is dead and gone on to be with the Lord. She said, well, I just picked up one of your messages in the doctor's office. And that preacher hit the nail on the head with that message. I want to know if you could send me some more of those messages by R.L. Shelton. Oh, my friend, I want to mention we do that all over the country. We send those messages. We send you a listing of their titles. You can pick and choose for your own uh, uh, witnessing for the Lord. And if you do that, I'll be glad to send them to you. The first fact we call your attention to now, after the Holy Spirit came and during the church period, we never find this expression, according to your faith, be it unto you. It is the very opposite. There's only one case in all recorded miracles of healing in the book of Acts where faith is mentioned. Now, here's a startling fact. Faith and miracles never grow together. Let's examine some of the cases. The first one is found there in the third chapter of Acts where the lame man was healed at the gate beautiful. Listen. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb 
was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked of them alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles received strength. Now we find there was no faith mentioned here on the part of the lame man, no conditions imposed. He had no idea of being healed. He was looking for a handout. Oh, he got surprised. Isn't that grace? Isn't that grace, that man? Oh, but listen, listen. He was healed immediately. What a contrast to the present day faith healing. Yes, there was no anointing of oil, no laying on of hands, no ceremony of any kind. The word was spoken, the man was healed, and that was it. If you would, I wish you'd go there and read and study Acts 5.12 and then Acts 5.8, Acts 5.9. And let's look at Acts 14, uh, verses 8 through 11. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. See how the Lord brings out the condition of these people? The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. This is the only place where faith is mentioned in all the recorded miracles of healings in the book of Acts. And it is faith to be healed. This doesn't necessarily mean that he had faith in Christ or in his shed blood. Let me say frankly, my friend, God's way of saving a soul is not by seeing a miracle performed, but by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross. Do you get that? Hold your seat now. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict a sinner. This is where folks fall out with the old trailblazer. They believe and they're taught and preached in the, in the various and sundry ministries that we have on the scene today. Come on down the aisle and shake the preacher's hand. Now, now read. The folks tell me that, that that's what they've done. So I quote this scripture to them. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. And I asked when you shook that preacher's hand and he told you you were saved, were you quickened? Were you made alive? Did, you, did he have some healing power, some saving power in his hand? No, no, he didn't. Just so, if you went down to the altar and, and they were prayed over you, no, no, he didn't do that. They didn't do that. God's way of saving a soul is not by seeing some miracle perform, not even in the awakening of sinners. I believe graciously in the providence of God. Yes, the Lord brings things to pass. But let me say frankly, God's way of saving a soul is not by seeing some miracle, but by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross. Now, hold your seat. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict that sinner. The Holy Spirit never uses a miracle to convict a sinner of the sin of unbelief. He takes the word of God According to Ephesians 6:17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. A miracle is not the sword of the Spirit. The Word of God 
The word of God is the sword of the spirit. It is Satan's trick. There we go again. He's got that bag of tricks to snatch the word of God from that individual, according to Matthew 13, by getting that individual interested in something else. If he can sidetrack you, my friend, if he can sidetrack you into being more concerned about uh, divine healing or faith healing is his cause, if he can get you, listen, you'll never be convicted of your sin. Listen, you'll never be convicted, convinced that you're a lost sinner and you'll go to hell without warning. You say, oh, trailblazer, you ought to not mention that word. You'll offend somebody. My friend, did you know God's word is offensive? It is. It is. I listen to TV preachers, radio preachers sometimes, and I'm talking about names that you would know if I would say it. I never hear them mention hell. Did you know there's more hell mentioned, more about hell mentioned in the Bible than there is heaven? Did you know that? The Bible says that hell from beneath is enlarged to meet thee at thy coming. Why does he say that? Because people are plunging there day in and day out and day in and day out. Oh, my friend. Listen, listen. Folks may come out on a profession and uh, so that they might have a chance to be healed because one of the requirements of faith healing today is that you profess faith in Christ. Now, listen. You remember the guy, the man over there in the tombs at Gadara, old legion? You think he was saved? Do you think he was in them tombs tearing his clothes and breaking the ropes and chains? You think he was a Christian? No. Listen, folks call that salvation when they profess faith in Christ. When that individual gives a testimony, he's not talking about being redeemed and washed in the blood of Christ. He's talking about bodily healing, which shows he knows nothing of salvation in Christ. Nothing. Now, my friend, we have grown up a generation of preachers and pastors and radio preachers and television preachers who are raking in the money by their leaps and bounds. All those things, all those things under the guise of divine healing. We won't even get into the prayer clause. I remember years and years and years ago when I was a young man coming up, my mother uh, attended a Pentecostal church and where they did uh, had divine healing services. And I remember some pastor come through here and uh, got a bunch of names and addresses, and he sent my mother a prayer cloth, a little four-by-four piece of white cloth. I, I imagined in my mind that he bought a bed sheet down at Walmart and cut that thing up in four-by-four four squares and mailed it out. You remember how many you could get, especially in a king-size sheet? And folks would mail that back, mail him money back because they got they claimed they were healed by by touching that cloth. It wasn't nothing but a piece of bed sheet, my friend. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm trying to be true to your soul. I'm not putting on, my friend. I'm bringing you God's word. All of that is froth. It's froth. Does it feel good? Sure. Sure it feels good. Do people believe in it? Surely they do. But they're deceived, my friend. I asked you to wake up. Wake up. You know what the evidence of salvation is? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Are you a new creature? Are you a new creature? Has the old things passed away? Are you still the same old fella? Is the old yellow dog in the backyard know that you've been saved? You say, well, that's an odd thing to say. What do you mean by that? Well, all your life, old yellow dog in the backyard be laying on the steps and you'd come out of the house and give him a kick in the rump. Once the Lord saves you, no more, my friend. The old yellow tomcat and the old yellow dog, they know. 
They know that there's been a change. Something happened to old Tom. Something happened to old Joe. New things. All things, old things have passed away. My friend, it's so easy to tell when the Lord saves a sinner that the blind man can tell. Why? Because he has a new heart and a new spirit. And I, I've been able to witness many, many of those, my friend. But I wish you would. Write me. Let me hear from you. And uh, remember my mailing address, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and may God bless you. Just